Hey there, it's Ariel Hawani, one third of the fastest growing show in combat sports. I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm P.T. Carroll, and together we are 3 Puck. Join us on the Spotify Live app after every UFC pay-per-view and become a part of the best community in mixed martial arts. Or if you can't make it, check out the Ringer MMA Show podcast exclusively on Spotify. See you then. Love yous. Shout out to that guy, yes. The Majesty. Oh my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Welcome to a live episode of Cheap Heat. That's that guy, Greg. That's Greg right. Hyde. I'm David Shoemaker, the once and future host of Cheap Heat. It's been a little while. Normally, I host a show called The Masked Man Show. All of this is on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Um, but more importantly, no one cares about us. They care, they, they care a little bit. They care a little bit. Welcome, Finn Balor. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Yeah, glad to be here in Nashville. Wow. We all are. Uh, so I talked to a lot of the people here, talked to a lot of wrestling fans, talking to everybody. What should I ask Finn? What should I ask Finn? What do you want to know? You might know where this is going, but Evan the question, wants to know this the question that everybody wants to ask you is When's the demon coming back? Yeah! <laughs> Believe it or not. Believe it or not. That is not the top question. The top no. question I'm gonna is... Give you a hint. I'm going to give you a hint. All right. It involves a, a fashion choice that you made recently. Uh, Evan Mack, <laughs> what being is it one like, of the most fashionable like men I know. in pants? It's hot. Yeah. Hot, yeah. No, the yeah. pants, not you. Yeah. What's the pants? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, not so, uh, I'm not so used to like, being so restricted with my movements, you know? So uh, it is a lot more sweaty in there. So I'm still kind of adjusting <laughs> to getting yeah. used to that. But I like it. So far, so good. So what, is, what inspired the change, though? Because... Wrestling fans, they, man, they don't like change. They, they like to get familiar with something and they get attached to that because Finn and Pants caused the uproar. <laughs> really did. I don't know. It's something I've been thinking about for a while and I done it like a long time ago, maybe like 16, 17 years ago and uh, just thought I'd try something different with the new kind of direction that the character's going. I felt like a new visual look might be worth a try as well. So talk to us a little bit about the new direction. You're part of Judgment Day now, or you've taken over Judgment Day now. Um, you got the new look, a little bit of a new attitude. Do you feel like it's, you know, breathe some new life into your career? Like, how, how, do, you, how do you feel about the changes? Oh, I'm over the moon. Obviously, uh, my whole career, I was a heel before I came to WWE, and then that's where I kind of learned to be a babyface, was, he was here with WWE and NXT. Yeah. So really, naturally... Uh, I would always, given the choice, I would always lean towards being, like working as a heel or, or a darker character. Right. So uh, it's something that kind of, I feel suits me, especially uh, more recently, I've kind of, I wouldn't say I'm bored, but I've been doing the same kind of babyface routine for a long time. And it's just like, you know, it's a, it's a change and it's a breath of fresh air for me and something that I can really like creatively kind of do things that babyfaces are sometimes, babyfaces are sometimes like, put into a little box where, you know, you can't do this and you can't do that. We're healed, you can kind of do whatever you want. So uh, it kind of gives me a lot more freedom in the ring and with what I say in interviews and comments. And Yeah. I have to say, too, for me, just as a fan of yours from even before WWE, 
when you joined Judgment Day and then eventually took over as the leader, it was, it was refreshing that it wasn't like Judgment Day Club, because I felt like that word as associated with you got a bit run into the ground. So was, was that sort of refreshing for you or like what was the feeling like when they came to you and said, we want you to be the leader of a group, but it's not going to be Balor Club? Uh- I just want to go on the record here and say that there is no leader of the Judgment Day. You know, we're all equals, and that's kind of the idea behind the group is that we're all equals. There is no leader. There's no, like, you know, second and third tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're, we all feel like, you know, we're at the same level, and we're all working towards the same goal. And uh, going back to the earlier question about the club, you know, Baller Club is, you know, what I represent. Baller Club for everyone, obviously, is something that's very important to me and something that, uh, you know, I take a lot of pride in. But... Uh, I feel like this change of direction was definitely we needed to kind of put the Baller Club to the side for a minute and kind of focus really on the Judgment Day. That's perfect. So uh, we're doing the math back there. It's been six years since you won the Universal title and had to give up the Universal. If you can believe it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We all, we all, I think we all feel a bit older after me having said know, that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How you think what, I feel? <laughs> describe a little bit about about the time about the past six years for you and what like what your motivations have been over that and how you feel like you are in the kind of career trajectory right now um you know a lot of people s- kind of still talk about that night you know six years ago great night yes yeah, saying like you know oh, what what would have happened you know if he hadn't got hurt or what would have happened if he didn't have to relinquish the title but for me it was a part of it's my life yeah. And, you know, I went through it and I, I experienced it. I learned from it. I grew from it. And, you know, I wouldn't go back and change what happened that night. It was, you know, it's maybe I would have burnt out in three months and, you know, be back working in Japan or Mexico now. Like, you don't know. So uh, what happened happened for a reason. And, you know, I learned from it. I grew from it. I came back. That was a potentially career ending injury, which, you know, I managed yeah. to return from in nine months. So, uh Every time I get to step in the ring for me is now a bonus. So, um, you know, I don't look back with any kind of like uh, regrets or agony, with, you know, thoughts of what happened that night. I just go, well, it was another night at the office. And it was very kind of typical of my career with always like being an obstacle in the way. And like when I got to the top, yeah. then there was another obstacle was the injury. So it's just, just another day, it's just another obstacle to overcome. So, is that, go ahead. Just to, just to continue with the sort of history lesson, 30 years ago, SummerSlam 92, in the UK. Yeah, Wembley, right? Yep, yeah. Brett and uh, Bulldog. Finally. How many years ago? 30. Wow. <laughs> I know, I know. I remember watching it. <laughs> if, if six years hurt you a little while ago, 30 yeah. feels even worse right now. <laughs> but um, the WWE is finally going back, Clash at the Castle. You have to have your eyes, not, not that you're looking past the Mysterios at SummerSlam, but you have to have your eye on, on something special for Clash at the Castle because this is the, the first big stadium show in the UK after our childhood, yeah. and you're, you're on the roster. Yeah, obviously it's something that I absolutely want to be involved in. Um, you know, obviously, uh, I think last year I wasn't involved in Mania, and I'll, I'll be honest, that deeply hurt, deeply hurt. Uh, the fact that, you know, I show up for every TV, every house show, every overseas tour, you know, every media appearance, and then to be left off two nights yeah. of WrestleMania. That hurt. So yeah. I definitely want to be involved in Clash at the Castle, I think it's called. Yes. Uh, you know, I only found out about SummerSlam on Monday. So, like, there's no real um, 
you know, hey, you're going to be in this match in three months or you're going to be in this match in, in six weeks. It's literally you find out the week before sometimes. And sometimes you guys find out before I do because you see it on the TV and I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in the locker room. So, um, so uh, yeah, absolutely. I want to be involved uh, in whatever way I can. Obviously, to have a singles match would, would be incredible. Having spent six years of the start of my career in the United Kingdom, uh, to get to go back there and wrestle in a stadium would be really incredible. I mean, you bring up Monday, you found out about... Yeah your SummerSlam match the same day that Triple H took over as head of creative. So is it possible that the, the stars could align for you on that basis? Like, what did, can, you, can you talk about your relationship with Triple H? Yeah, obviously, I have a very good relationship with, with, with Triple H, but with most of the people in the company, too, um, we have worked together a lot in NXT, uh, you know, first and second run in NXT. Uh, so I do definitely have like a familiarity uh, more so than I did with Vince but you know Vince has always uh, has always been great to me uh, he was absolutely blown away by my heel work which he didn't think <laughs> I had it in me uh, so uh, so that was nice to hear but um yeah we'll, we'll just see how it goes you know you can't you can't be in this business and expect other people to Hand you something. To, to hand you up or to, or to yeah. push you up or to give you something you got to do the work yourself and you know if I'm not putting the work in nobody's gonna you know put me in a match so I got to go out there and, and prove it every single night talk about putting in the work um, you'll be in the ring with Rey Mysterio tomorrow yeah obviously you have a little um, uh, potentially ongoing beef with Edge so uh, real real legends living legends in the field yeah. you also do a lot of work I mean Damian Priest is is, is, you know, not a spring chicken, but he's very young to the business, and Rhea Ripley also young. To the, you, you work with people who are very new, too. How does it feel with work, like, what does it feel like working with the legends, and what do you feel like you as a, I mean, you're, you're an institution now. What do you uh, pass yeah, on I, to the people I, younger than you? I'm waiting for people to start referring to me as a legend, because yeah. I've been doing this for like 24 years yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like people have been like overlooking me for years yeah. at this point, you know? <laughs> Like, who's wrestled all over Europe, all over Japan, all over Mexico, all over the United States, at every single level, and what titles everywhere they went? That's you. Yeah, that's it. Not, 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 not Edge. Yeah. Not Edge, not Rey Mysterio, so maybe we should put me in the legend category. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do people? What, what do you? What's your relationship with like the younger wrestlers though? Because you've done everything that any wrestler could want to do. Like, do they ask you about what all that's like? Do they? When when people are talking about, I don't know, leaving WWE to go somewhere else, do they ask your advice? Yeah, for sure. And I tell them to go. There's yeah. a whole work. There's a whole. This <laughs> guy just almost. Uh, no, yeah, I tell them to go. Like you know, sometimes we get caught up in the bubble that is WWE and there's a whole world of wrestling outside there and you know if someone doesn't want to be here they should go if someone doesn't want to work as a mailman they shouldn't be a mailman if you don't want to work in WWE don't be here yeah. you know there's lots of places to wrestle elsewhere so um but for me I want to be here so that's why I'm here yeah well uh we're sitting across the river right now from Nissan Stadium where yep. you'll be wrestling tomorrow um Big football stadium over there, American football stadium. American football, yeah. But you just said it. You've wrestled all around the world. You've wrestled in the Tokyo Dome. You've wrestled. Yeah. You've had so many WrestleManias under your belt. What's your favorite place to wrestle? Ooh. Or, or a favorite place that you haven't wrestled. Where do you want? Where, where do you want to be? Ah, good question. Uh, Madison Square Garden is always special. 
Cork and Hall in Japan is, is, has an exceptional atmosphere in there. Uh, Arena Mexico in Mexico City is, is incredible. York Hall has great history in London. Uh, so many places. Uh, the Wembley Arena, not the stadium, the Wembley Arena was one of the best experiences that I've had in the ring. And for a lot of different reasons, it was the first uh, NXT UK takeover that we'd done. I wrestled Samoa yep. Joe, who was at the time, you know, my main rival, but you know, outside of the ring, we have a really great relationship. Uh, my parents were there. It was like a couple of miles from where I started wrestling, you know, 15 years before that. Uh, so kind of all the stars aligned that night, and that for me was a really special night. So I always kind of look back at that arena mm -hmm. uh, very, very fondly. That's great. Yeah. And so you mentioned WrestleMania and not being a part of the, the two nights. Do you have a do you have a bit of a chip on your shoulder with Clash of the Castle coming up and knowing that they're they're positioning Sheamus and Drew as one of the contenders and like you said you've wrestled all over Europe um, I believe you trained Becky Lynch who's grown to be a legend in her own right so you're a legend yourself do you have a, a bit of a chip on your shoulder about not that not being a three way match and it being Drew and Finn and Sheamus and then you basically going back to take on Roman for that title that you never lost? I wouldn't say I have a chip on my shoulder with regards to that match, but I feel like I do have a little bit more of a chip on my shoulder than I have in the past. But uh, I definitely want to be involved in that show, but if for, for any reason we can get a singles match with Rey Mysterio, that is something that I would really be oh, interested yeah. in. Would it, be, would it be more special to do that at Clash of the Castle or like going to Arena Mexico in Mexico City and like having him put on the mask and, and Finn versus Rey Mysterio with the mask on the line? Something, yeah, something maybe like Mexico that. City, Tijuana, San Diego. <laughs> I know that's his hometown. So anywhere we can make that match happen, a singles match with Rey would, would be really special for me. I think it'd be special for the fans too. I mean, yeah. me personally, I, I, you, you could tell them if y'all would see, like to see that. Woo! Let them know. I want to see it. So um, tomorrow night, SummerSlam, there have been some, uh, some inklings that Edge may be making a comeback. What, what are your feelings about running into Edge again? He's not worried about Edge. I'll let him tell you. He's not worried about Edge. <laughs> I ain't worried about that, but I'm actually kind of looking forward to it, and I hope there is some truth behind the rumors because you know I would love to step in the ring with Edge and Edge was uh, someone who retired a long time ago and someone who I looked up to and admired uh, especially the way he transitioned out of the business uh, and it was something that I'd kind of given up on the idea of a match with Edge a long time ago and uh, I'd spoken to him about this and when he came back uh, you know that kind of fire kind of you know reignited uh, with that potential to have a match uh, against Edge one-on-one. -on -one. So, you know, if, if that is in the future, that's something that I'm really excited about. Yeah. yeah. Now, you talked about making an adjustment with, the, with your career for the Judgment Day, changing the character, but will we see the demon again? Yeah. <laughs> it, you, you knew this was coming. You knew this was coming. You called it out. Yeah. First question of the episode. So... Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, the, the, the demon definitely has a special relationship with SummerSlam. He's had some of his most successful uh, nights at SummerSlam, but I don't want to get anyone's hopes up. There will be no demon tomorrow. Or there will be no <laughs> demon in the foreseeable future, but I'm sure, you know, once, once we kind of finish this story arc with, uh, with the Judgment Day, we'll get back on track with the demon. So do you have, do you feel like you have creative control over the demon? I would like more creative control over the demon, mm -hmm. a lot more. Uh, and I would execute it a lot differently if it was given to me to kind of to babysit. But working for a company that you know, has so many different um, levels of management and different departments that need to be all kept happy, sometimes you, know, you lose some of that you know, creative license that yeah. you have when you're independent. So, uh, Obviously, as a perfectionist and something that you know I created, I would like more control over it. But you know, I understand the limitations when I work for a company like the WWE. Okay. Now, just pivoting away <laughs> from wrestling completely. Yeah. You're a fly dude, man. You're fashionable. I see you walking here with the with the fly jacket, the fly <laughs> gear. Could we see? More are you doing like some stuff in the fashion world, whether it's like you know modeling for some top designers. A lot of the great fashion houses have their homes in Europe, or you know designing some of your own stuff. Do you have an interest in that? Because like you said, before you were doing WWE, people who followed you there know that the demon stuff came with like these unique face paints and different colors, and that was all inspired by you. So could we see you bring some of that to the fashion world? Uh so a couple of years ago, I started like a, a clothing brand called Smilet's Peak uh, that we were, we were kind of dropping t-shirts every couple of months and we're uh, donating the profits to charity. Um, and that's something that I was super passionate about at the time. Uh, but kind of the way things have gone with work, it's kind of been taking a lot of my creative energies. Uh, so I've kind of like, I don't want to say put that to the side, but I'm kind of like just letting it relax and cool off for a little bit. But we're definitely, definitely going to come back with some stuff in a couple of months. Is there a timetable for that? Or is it just like keep your eye out for a fashion week and then you might see us pop up? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no timetable. You can't like schedule an idea, right? right? An idea has to, you know, you can't go looking for an idea. You have to like, the idea has to come to you. And, you know, when the ideas come back, which I did have a lot at the time, uh, you know, it was great, but, you know, I haven't had, like, a really fresh idea that I, I felt was worth putting all my energy into to create. So, uh, you know, maybe when the, the schedule calms down a little bit, you know, I'll be able to create some more stuff. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I feel like, like, like you said, that's for the best, because if you just put it out on a schedule, sort of like cookie-cutter assembly line, then the passionate, the passion piece of it, it just isn't there. Yeah. So. For sure. And then there was also, like... Um, I, I, I was working with a partner at the time, and he would kind of try and channel me towards what he thought would sell, as opposed to what I actually liked. You yeah. know, and I felt like the ones that I actually liked myself were more successful than the ones that we thought would sell. So uh, it's so it's so hard. You just, you just gotta you gotta do things out of love, and then yeah. the success will come. You can't do things for the success. Yeah, and, and I'm sure you've, you learned this too, but when you have such a connection with people, they feel like when they're getting a piece of Finn in the, in the art versus when it's like Finn's face is being trotted out to sort of sell you on something else. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, how does that work? I mean, 
everybody who's successful in WWE has a connection with the fans, right? But it does feel like the Balor Club, whatever, that like there is a connection that you have with an audience, even just when you make your entrance, that is, I don't know how to say this, not separate from your in-ring work or your character or whatever, but it does feel sort of bigger than it in some way. How do you, how do you feel, that, is, is that right? And do you, how do you feel about your relationship with the fans? I, I definitely feel like there's a connection, but that's not something that, you know, I came up with or I devised. That's thanks to literally the, the Balor Club. Like, I didn't tell everyone to like put their arms up in the air. Everyone, everyone, done it, everyone done it with me. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's something that is so powerful and so like overwhelming to like, for me to put my arms up in the air and see the whole arena do it is, uh, you know, that never gets old, you know? And sometimes you can be having a bad day or you missed your flight connection and they lost your bags, but you walk out there and everyone puts their arms up in the air and you just forget about everything, you know? So it's really cool. <laughs> Shoemaker, you got it's another incredible. one? Yeah, well, I mean, it's SummerSlam now. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about the present, about the past, a little bit about the future, about uh-huh. Clash of the Castle. Yep. But why don't you take, can, will you take this opportunity and, you know, WrestleMania is in LA coming up next year. If you oh, had listen, to call- don't get me started about WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> you said you weren't on it last year. If you could call out anybody for it this year. Come, or coming up for in, in 2023, who would you like to who would you like to face at WrestleMania? I would love to face Brock again. That was one of my yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah Brock, uh, the match I had with Brock was you know still probably one of my favorite matches so that I've had here in WWE, uh, and I feel like his aura just brings something completely different to, to the ring and uh, something I, w- I would love to, to get in there and experience again yeah I, mean, I think we'd all love to see that too yeah for sure the first one was was incredible man and just like that contrast of styles mm. which is like yes it's Brock he's a juggernaut but sometimes like speed kills man and you just run, run circles around him how much can he keep up <laughs> Um, well, I think that's it. Is there any questions from the crowd? You. We need Balor Club questions. We need Balor Club representation. Right? Um, after the story of Judgment Day is over, is there a possible chance that Demon could possibly win the title? Oh. <laughs> there is an absolute 100% chance that once the Judgment Day story arc has finished, that the Demon could return as the leader of the Balor Club. Yeah. <laughs> The, the universal champ has a question. Yes. Oh, wait, wait. No, right next to him. She, I, I pointed at her oh, yeah. first. So, um, is there a chance you might be joining Maximum Mirror Models? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no chance. Thank uh, you. Finn, the people want to see you on a runway, man. Come on. <laughs> no. I, I don't think I can do that fancy walk. <laughs> What you got for us, champ? Um, after, do you want to face Brock Lesnar during his three-month tattooing or after? <laughs> 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 I'll face him any day of the week. It doesn't matter what title's on the line. Kids are shooting. Oh, nice to meet you, Finn. <laughs> Lakers hat? Why did you attack Edge? Oh. Because he deserved it. Out, out with the old, in with the new. Edge was trying to lead the Judgment Day, which was designed to, you know, have everyone on the same level. Pardon me? 
Finn, Finn's brutal. <laughs> this kid's shooting from yeah. the hip. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, let's do a couple more and we'll get out of here. All right, Judgment Day. The storyline's going great. I personally think it's better with you at the helm instead of Ed. He's not at the helm. They're equals, man. Everybody, <laughs> everybody's. Any chance maybe a clash of the uh, castle if we don't see Finn versus Ray? Would you like a tag championship match? Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if there's... <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, getting sneaky predictions in here too. We got Brock as champ, Street Profits. Little uh, behind the curtain information is that the Street Profits are actually two of my best buddies, and uh, they're really cool guys. But perhaps Finn, Damian, and Rhea versus the Street Profits and Bianca might be. Uh, might be uh, some, some wheels to it, I think. So hold on. Finn, you just reminded me of, you just made me think of something. Do you and Tez ever show up to work and have like a fit battle? Like, yo, I see those jeans. Or like, yo, I see that jacket, man. Like, did that ever happen? Nah. <laughs> Tez got me beat every time. Every time. Every time. Let's do Rolling Stones, then we got to get out of here. Last, last question? Yeah, I have a question. Um, as someone that is trying to be a wrestler, do you have any advice? Yeah, the best advice I can give you is to not take just one person's advice. Go out and seek as much information from as many different people as you can because not one person is going to be able to teach you everything. And some people may lean in one direction as to what you know, way they want you to perform, but you, know, you have to go and figure that out yourself. And the best way to do that is to get as much information as you can from as many people, kind of edit out all the, the crap, and, uh, and, and make it your own. All right, you're welcome. Finn, thank you so much yes, for doing this. this. Can pleasure. we get a round of applause for this guy? Pop it up for Finn Balor, man. Thanks for coming out, guys. Thanks for listening, everybody who's listening. We love you, Finn. Professional wrestler in the history of the art form. M-m-m-m-mage.